Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! This is Snowman in the Morning, and it begins now. What? It's snowing and cold outside where I am. How is it where you are? Good morning! Snowman in the morning with you on this December 12th. It's cold and snowing where I am. And gummit! But we are presented by Cleaver Supplements, Pure Supplements for when genetics are just not enough. And we are also presented by Full Armor Worldwide. If you would like to be a sponsor of this here program, why don't you drop an email to snowmanofthemorning at gmail.com. And also, we are found on iHeartRadio and TuneIn. Just search for Snowman in the Morning. The TuneIn uh, link, the, the TuneIn channel is where all the previous episodes are. We are also live on TuneIn. So in case you can't catch us live, you can also catch the replay. Lots to get to this morning, including Jonathan Mathis joining me to talk a few headlines, including Carson Wentz's injury and the effect that has on the rest of the NFC. And... Uh, Got a few notes here for you, including a very special birthday to an inspiration of mine. Y'all may think I'm weird, but it I'll 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 explain it a little bit later. Um, Jonathan Mathis will join me about a quarter after the hour. But I didn't know where to start this morning. You know, I got a whole bunch of ideas. Uh, my production crew, I love them dearly. Shane Lake, uh, Christy Lubeck, Richard Garcia. Hoping Richard will join me tomorrow to talk some baseball. Yes, we're going to talk some baseball, um, but we're going to do all our we're, let's let's do all our baseball tomorrow. Tom Brady looked incredibly human last night. Let me try that again. For those of you who don't believe what I just said is actually true, what I just said actually happened, let me say it again. Tom Brady looked incredibly, I don't, well, considering what he's been able to do, and y'all know I'm not the biggest Tom Brady supporter, but the numbers speak for themselves in this case. But last night, he looked incredibly, the best word I can look, I can do is pedestrian. He didn't throw for 300 yards. He threw two interceptions. 
And he couldn't bail the Patriots out of a hole on the road in Miami, a team that they they usually dominate. This is crazy. I I I never thought I would see I never thought I'd see that. There have been a few times I've seen Tom Brady lose, but I didn't think he would look that pedestrian. And the Patriots lost last night 27-20. to Hallelujah for all you non-Patriot fans, which includes me, because y'all know my team's the 49ers. But how did Miami pull off such a feat in beating the Patriots. I'll tell you what they did. With every West Coast offense, and I've said this many times before, it's happened to Montana, it's happened to Young, it's happened to Roethlisberger, any team that runs a West Coast-style offense, Favre, Rodgers, uh, Brady, Manning, both Mannings, with a quarterback that good, you have to take them out of their rhythm. You cannot allow them to establish rhythm. I've used that word in describing how you beat Tom Brady all the time. An offense like that run by Bill Belichick, in which, and let's go back, the master of the West Coast offense, Mr. Bill Walsh, the late great Bill Walsh, I will never forget what Walsh said about Montana, who I still think is the greatest quarterback of all time. Argue with me if you want, and I love that kind of debate. Footwork is what he loved about Montana. Footwork is what got Montana out of a lot of tr- out of jam. Footwork is what gets Brady out of a lot of trouble. He's not the most mobile quarterback in the world, neither was Montana, but at the same time, if you can shuffle your feet and get out of the way of a pass rush, you still have time to complete your pass downfield. Rhythm, 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 rhythm. It's always rhythm with these West Coast-style offenses. The chief man who was um, doing that, especially through the 90s, was Brett Favre. He always used his feet to get out of trouble. Brady does the same thing. Brady's done it for 18 doggone years. But I will say it again. The one thing you must take away from Brady is his rhythm. And the Dolphins did that last night with an absolute fierce pass rush. And when I say fierce... They hit Brady almost every time he took a snap. Whether he got rid of the ball or not, that's up to the, uh, whether he got rid of the ball or not, doesn't matter. They hit Brady a lot. When I say a lot, I mean just that. The Dolphins seized control of that game. From a hitting standpoint, let me throw this at you. Tom Brady was 14 years old 
The last time the New England Patriots did not have a single third down conversion. The year was 1991. Let me repeat that for you. The last time the Patriots, yes, the mighty Patriots, did not have a single third down conversion was 1991. That is unreal. Last night, Brady, 24-43, 233 yards, a touchdown, two picks, and he was sacked twice. From what I'm looking at, they combined for 22 rushing yards. Well, that's between Lewis and uh, uh, Burkhead. Meanwhile, you would expect the Patriots to be somewhat dominant with Jay Cutler quarterbacking the Dolphins. Boy, would you be wrong. Listen to these numbers. Now, I'm not making these up. These actually happen. Listen to these numbers. 25 of 38, 263 yards. He also was sacked twice. He threw three touchdowns and, wait for it, no interceptions. And also with the Dolphins last night, we saw an emerging star by the name of Kenyon Drake. 25 carries, 114 yards, almost 5 yards a carry. Who the hell was supposed to be the dominant quarterback here? It certainly wasn't Tom Brady last night. And that is the rarest of the rarest of the rarest of occasions that Tom Brady is not himself. Now, do you expect him, as a lot of people do, to bounce back next week? Well, yeah, because it's, uh, it's Brady and you rarely catch him off twice. But the Patriots get another test next weekend in Pittsburgh. Or shall I say... Blitzburg. And Pittsburgh is coming off of a great win themselves. And I wouldn't be surprised if they absolutely unloaded a blitz package on Brady. You gotta it go back it goes back to what I said before. It goes back to what I said before. Take Brady out of of his rhythm period whatever you have to do send the blitz package after him send five men after him and think about it three separate times last night the Dolphins sent five men after Brady and they got to him four out of the five times let me try that again three separate occasions last night the Dolphins sent five men after Brady in a pass rush, and four out of the five times they got home. One of those situations led to a sack. That's how you beat a West Coast offense. You know the first team to figure out how to beat a West Coast offense in a big game, and I'm talking about in a playoff game. Let me take you back to 1990. The team was the 49ers. 
They were running over everybody. And the team that beat them, I hate them, but I'm loving it. I love them at the same time was the New York Giants. The same team that beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. And then the Giants did it again in 2011. You take Brady out of his rhythm. That's it. You want you want to beat Tom Brady? Take a film of this game and plug it into your computer. And you'll know how to beat him. It's as simple as taking him out of his rhythm. Period. This is Snowman in the Morning, where true sports talk lives. Bazinga. Did you not get the memo? Tuesday, Snowman in the Morning, 17 beyond the hour. We're just getting started on this cold day. Let us know where you are listening from. Drop a tweet to S uh, to at SIT Morning. Dag nabbit. I thought I got it right. Oh, Lordy. But again, just to wrap up before I get Jonathan Mathis on the line here, all you got to do is take Brady out of his rhythm. Hit him. Well, I not facetiously, but get home. Get to him. Knock him off his rhythm. That's what they did to Montana. That's what they did to um, Favre, Rodgers, everybody. Everybody who runs a West Coast offense, all you have to do is take them out of their rhythm. Now, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, on the hotline with me this morning is a gentleman who is the co-host of Outsider Sports Live. He's a growing YouTube personality. I want you all to check out his YouTube channel. There will be a link to it on snowmanofthemorning.com later today. And also... He is going to help us build ASN SoCal, Southern California, by talking all kinds of Southern California sports. He's going to help me right now break down what happened with Carson Wentz. This is Jonathan Mathis on the line with me. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Brian. How are you doing today? I am doing well, my friend. Great to have you aboard. Same here. Great to uh, be on. It's a pleasure as always. Okay. How the hell do you describe the Philadelphia Eagles' fortunes after Carson Wentz went down on Sunday? Well, as soon as he left, I'm sure fans were holding their collective breath, (laughs) wondering about their quarterback's future and if he will play the rest of the season. And it turns out that he won't play the rest of the season, and he will be solely missed. I mean, uh, Brian, this is a huge blow, man. This is a huge loss. Uh, This is a guy that pretty much anchored his football team and pretty much led the offense all season long, a a very exciting and explosive Eagles offense. And that's how they got it done all season. And now they have to turn to backup quarterback Nick Foles, who's a bit conservative, but this is a guy, keep in mind, Nick Foles is a guy that's had uh, the, the passing record. He tied a passing record years ago when he was with the Eagles. Uh, he had thrown seven touchdown passes against Oakland. And this is a guy that finished the season one year with 27 touchdown passes. 
Uh, so, I mean, he's he's not a, a great quarterback, no, but he can manage the team the rest of the way. I mean, look, uh, if there's relief here, the Eagles have clinched the playoff berth. I mean, they, they got home field advantage, the NFC, NFC East champs. So, I mean, what more can you ask for? I know you're not going to have your quarterback, but, hey, you got to uh, – you got to play through injuries. I mean, this is a team mm-hmm. that's overcame injuries throughout the year. They lost mm-hmm. their left tackle, uh, Peters. You know, they lost a number of guys that went down. Daryl Spalls, their their uh, their return specialist, uh, uh, went out with an injury. So, I mean, this team is is accustomed to uh, injuries. But when the MRI was uh, uh, released on Monday, it didn't look good, and it it really showed the severity of the injury. Let's take a look at the last three games for Philadelphia. This Sunday, they get the Giants. Christmas night, they get the Raiders at home, which is going which is going to be a bloodbath. And then they finish. So just about everything has been Philadelphia. Fill the playbook, Nick Foles, with every. I, I mean, you know, but here's the thing, though. You have a conservative Doug Pitt and he holds. So, I mean, it's about being the game. It's not going to be about, you know, it's not going to be about, actually to do he's gonna i mean this is a team that's gonna have to get on a jump show manages the game so if to make that call right now I'll go back to nick Foles' playbook because i mean you have to it's gonna have to work for him again over that let's beat in game lead over seattle to butt heads and that how much momentum can the rams even the seattle oh they they could take a lot of momentum. they could bounce back from this uh, it's gonna be tough Good at home, feed off they feed off their fantasy and and you know interesting. But I think great game. I really think they could bounce back from uh, one loss of members. This was a very close game. They, excuse me, it was a very exciting game. Actually, it was surprising in a way because this would have been an upset had the Rams beat the Eagles. So I mean, they kept it close. Uh, they just fell short and they they lost out. They missed out and they had a chance to beat them. And I think. I think going into this game next week, if the Rams do win, it will shift momentum. Their direction got that chance to look look have an explosive mm-hmm. and Todd Gurley. Then you have quarterback Jared Goff tremendously oh my God, under yes. Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay is a is a great developer. He's shown that he has done a good job in uh, helping quarterbacks blossom. He has groomed them. And he's done this with Kirk Cousins in the past when he was with the Washington Redskins organization. And he's doing the same for Jared Goff. So I think this team will be composed going into next week. I think they will be uh, – uh, I don't think this one loss will affect them that much. I think they will uh, recover from this. And I think they'll be fine going into next week. I think it will be a close game. I think the Rams win by a touchdown. That's my prediction. The Rams have a trap game coming. On New Year's on New Year's Eve, and a lot of people are going to be crazy when I say this, especially when I do my football Friday picks. On New Year's Eve, the Rams have a trap game when they welcome the 49ers to Los Angeles. Ooh. How vastly improved is San Francisco? Garoppolo is the starting quarterback. Oh, they look good with Jimmy. They they look they look like a totally different team. And yes, I agree. That is a trap game. That's a game that the Rams could be vulnerable to losing. And you know they are going into that game. Later, I agree with you on that. The new quarterback that to be great on that was with uh, filling in and backing up uh, Tom.
I know that got uh, potential and as a 49ers. So, yeah, prop game could lose if they're not all game ring. Full, if they're season. Yeah, it's going to toughness. And speaking of mental toughness, because I'm a 49er fan, I'm doing this. Al Shanahan and John Lynch, the GM, still have a lot to do in straight games for the first time at the same to get. But how big is the attitude and the culture, champ? It's changed. Uh, Pretty didn't expect it, actually. I think it, it looks like future in a rebuilding stage right now. But it looks great for the 49ers moving up over there early on. I know it hasn't been, you know, great early on, but uh, late in the season, it looks good for the 49ers, and that's enduring to the end and finishing strong. Strong, it could carry over. This could carry over into next season, and maybe they could ball. I had Mark Kelly on last eats on tomorrow, but you said video the field would what happened yesterday. I made a statement, basically sealed the highest. What your thoughts? Uh, yeah, certainly he won that game. He had a spectacular in that game. I, I think. This all had to do with the fact that his school to the playoffs, impressive job. Yep. And I think Baker, he's best quarterback at the college. I mean, no disrespect to Sam Darner, but he looks stretch. He the best quarterback that nobody could uh, come close to touching when it comes to the Heisman race. Look, this guy's name was mentioned early on as a Heisman hopeful. He was favorite to win. Uh, a while back, and look, he's. Let's not kid ourselves. This kid plays with a lot of emotion, man. Yeah, he's an emotional guy. You know, he's full of energy. He plays the game with a lot of passion. Uh, uh, you know, he he loves what he does, and he's just a, a energetic, exciting kid, a fun kid to be around. All his coaches and his teammates talk good about him. Uh, they speak very uh, high of him, mm -hmm. how great of a person he is inside the locker room, how great of a kid he is in the classroom. I mean, this kid is just a uh, wonderful uh, human being. I mean, he had the incident where he grabbed his crouch and, you know, he let the canteen uh, get the best of him. And then there was, you know, people criticizing him about how soft of a player he was. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it's that, uh, you know, yeah, maybe he did Kansas Jayhawk players and the captains of the team under his skin a bit. But look here, man, this is a guy that plays with a lot of emotion. Yes. And sometimes he lets his emotion get the best of him. And you got to remember, too, you can't knock the kid no, uh, for, for one mistake that he's made. So, yes, he has been all along. But look, this is also a young kid. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a young kid. He got a lot of growing up to do. And he will. He's mature. Uh, the speech was very humbling. It was moving. It was very touching. I was I was amazed by his speech. I was dazzled, and and I really enjoyed his uh his his choice of words and everything he had to say. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was wonderful. And and he he he's well. -deserved. Anybody that doubts Baker Mayfield, you got no reason to doubt him now. John Mathis joining me here on this Tuesday edition of Snowman in the Morning, and I'd like you to come on every Tuesday, my friend. For sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. I could I could make that for you. Tell everybody where they tell everybody where they can find you. Okay, you guys can find me on YouTube. Uh, just Jonathan Mathis on YouTube, and you will see a cartoon picture of me. Uh, Ritter, and that's me. So make sure you subscribe to that channel, and I will be uh, uploading videos really soon on different sports topics. And make sure you follow me and Michael every Wednesday. We do our sports show that lasts for about thirty minutes to an hour. 
and it's called Outsider Sports Live. It's a good show. We cover different top sports world, and we break them down to different segments. So make sure you to that. Uh, I will post the link up if you follow me on Facebook. Just follow me on Facebook. I think uh, Brian has that. Yep. And I also have my uh, Twitter account. So follow me there, and those links will go up there. That's Jonathan Mathis. He'll join me every Tuesday to break down the world of sports on Second to Call Tuesday Headlines with Mathis. Thanks a lot, my friend. I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, Brian. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure as always. 36 beyond the hour here on Snowman in the Morning, 24 before the top of the new hour, and uh, tomorrow, going to talk all things Stanton to the Yankees. Richard Garcia will join me for that. May get an opinion from the big dog Shane Lake as well. Thursday, I'll be joined by Jason Elliott, the bandit, during the second hour. And then it's the Friday football feast where I give you uh, my picks. Oh, I almost forgot. Tomorrow, Chris Dietz will join me um, to talk college football, FCS playoffs, uh College football, play, uh, college football playoffs, CFP playoff, but all kinds of good stuff happening here on Snowman in the Morning. Find us through our socials, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID you need is at SIT Morning. And as mentioned, if you want to be a sponsor of this here program or syndicate this here program, all you have to do is drop an email to Snowman in the Morning at gmail.com. Check out our website as well, Snowman in the Morning. Now I want to go into something very disturbing that I got late last night. According to USA Today, can't believe I'm doing this, Hall of Fame running back Marshall Falk was among three NFL Network analysts suspended Monday night in response to a new file to a new filing in a lawsuit by former wardrobe stylist Jamie Cantor. Falk, Ike Taylor, and Heath Evans will remain suspended pending an investigation into these allegations, NFL Network said in a statement to USA Today. Jamie Cantor, who worked at the network for a decade, describes described a series of sexually inappropriate encounters with the three, along with several formal former NFL players and others who have worked for NFL Network, including Donovan McNabb, Warren Sapp, and Eric Davis. Oh, Jesus. Quote, I think Jamie Cantor is a very courageous woman, as all women coming forward in this hashtag MeToo movement. Close quote. Laura Horton, Cantor's lawyer, told USA Today Sports in a phone interview. All these women are courageous. These women have had the courage to step up knowing that in the past it would in the past at least it would be a he said she said situation until we've had this national conversation. The allegations came in an amended complaint that is part of a civil lawsuit originally filed in Los Angeles Superior Court by Cantor in October. The lawsuit which seeks unspecified general and punitive damages alleges age and sex discrimination sexual harassment that created a hostile work environment, wrongful termination, and defamation. Horton said while she could only comment about what was contained in Monday's filing, quote, more would come out 
at trial. Hmm. I am not going to say my next statement to be facetious. I am not going to say my next statement to be sarcastic. I am going to preface by my next statement by saying I will reserve judgment on this until Jamie Cantor does what she's supposed to do and that is to prove it. Now, if they did this and you got the proof and you were afraid to come out about it, then indeed, I do commend Jamie Cantor for finally coming out with coming out with uh, what happened. At the same token, the only partial judgment I will make is that if this was going on for such a long time with so many people, and you recognized it. You should have said something sooner. It's the only judgment I'll make. But Jamie Cantor, with this story coming out, and the players that you've mentioned, and I'm not taking anybody's side in this situation. Please understand that. I'm not taking anybody's side in this situation, nor will I. All I'm going to say to you, Jamie Cantor, is to prove it you better have the proof to back it up because if you don't and it blows up in your face this falls back on you I am not saying this to be cruel to any woman who has gone through sexual harassment woman or man anyone in nobody, and I mean nobody, man or woman, does not have to tolerate any kind of sexual harassment in the workplace whatsoever, period. I'm going to say that again, and I want you all to listen carefully. No one, man or woman, no one, man or woman, does not have to and should not have to tolerate any kind of inappropriate behavior or sexual harassment, period. It should not be tolerated by anybody. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, se well, it happens to women more in the workplace. And yeah, to a point that could be true. But at the same time, you all got to think about it. It happens to men also. Just like abusive relationships, they happen to men also. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. If a man makes the same kind of allegations that he was going through any kind of sexual harassment, he needs to step up, come out, and prove it period anybody that goes through this better have their proof on lockdown because if you're just alleging this and it's proven otherwise that's on you end of story end of story
you better prove it, Jamie Cantor. And I'm not going to I'm not going to cast any kind of doubt. All I'm saying is prove it. And while I am on the subject of inappropriate behavior, a certain gentleman made a phone call to the IHSAA a year ago, a little over a year ago, and said that I was inappropriately touching two female students while I was at Marquette Catholic. I have all kinds of proof to the otherwise. Why have I not acted yet? Because, in short order, my shit wasn't together. In terms of a home, in terms of being stable, all kinds of stuff wasn't together. That's why I haven't acted on it yet. So yeah, even old snowman been through it. My dad's soul spoke to me. And he said, get it together, then sick him. So I'm going to sick him. So it could totally be that with, with Miss Cantor also. It could totally be that. If she remembers the details vividly, and I use the word if in this case because I wasn't there, can't make any judgment otherwise. Have your guns, all I'm saying, anybody who goes through this, have your guns loaded and ready to show everybody when it comes to the courtroom, you better have your ducks lined up in a row. That's why I'm waiting to sick Dale Yates Jr. Because when I go after his punk ass, my ducks will be in a row. Everything will be ready. Oh, and by the way, I got a couple of lawsuits I'm putting out there. I'm sorry to personalize this. I should have waited for I should have waited a segment to do that. But the point is when you are ready to attack this and you have your ducks lined up in a row and your proof is there, go get them. No one and I mean absolutely no one is above the law. Sexual harassment in the workplace should not be tolerated by man or woman. Period. Period. I said it, I meant it, and I stand by my words. Someone made that allegation against me, and I'm going to prove them wrong. Jamie Cantor, with these allegations you're bringing out against Marshall Falk and others, if you can prove it, go get them. They need to be taught a lesson. And NFL Network, if it comes out that these things actually did happen, then your practices need to be looked at for it to go on for such a long time. Period. This is Snowman in the Morning, where true sports talk lives. Next! Excuse me, bitch! Are you kidding me? What? Got a special interview coming up Friday. All you folks in Dallas remember this name, Gerald Sensabaugh. We're working out the details. He's going to join me to share an incredible story, which means J.J. Neely will be coming back to join me as well. Ten minutes before the top of the hour. That's about all I got this morning. But uh, before I go, I want to send out a special birthday wish to someone who was very influential to me. Have I met the man? Eh, no. 
But he was very influential, not to me, but he's an icon to a lot of people. And all I got to do is play you this. You got it. The legendary Bob Barker is celebrating a birthday today. And if my math is correct, he is 94 today. So happy birthday to the one and only host of The Price is Right. I know Drew Carey's doing it now. I know Bill Cullen did it before. But I'm talking about from when, um, as long as I've been alive, and I'm 45 right now. But Bob Barker is celebrating his 94th birthday today and it's wild for as long as i've watched that show until he did his last one in 2007 ah i think that's the best way for me to go out that's the best way for me to go out this morning i'm just going to say see y'all tomorrow richard garcia will join me I'm going to make sure my little one is okay because he is home from school and he is ill. He's still under the weather. But going to get it together and I'm going to make sure everything is uh, everything is posted, all that good stuff. I'm just going to let this roll out. See you tomorrow. Don't forget, check out our website, snowmaninthemorning.com. Until tomorrow, Snowman out. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.